the fish come out, all the critters kind of come out of their hiding spots from the nighttime. So all the nocturnal things go to sleep and all the morning people come out and you really get to experience it. Welcome to Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. I'm Gail, your host, and we are going underwater today, right off of Florida. Now, a few weeks ago, I headed to the world's largest podcasting conference in Orlando. I knew that summertime has favorable diving conditions in Florida, so I decided to take a detour and gathered up a group of friends to go diving off of West Palm in Riviera Beach, Florida. Our plan was to dive the Blue Heron Bridge and then go out for a night black water drift dive where you drift in the middle of the night looking for amazing creatures from the deep that rise up every night as part of the diurnal vertical migration. But the usual Florida storms rained out our bridge dive, but we had all dove the bridge before and loved it. But our night drift dive was still on and it was absolutely amazing and just simply stunning. But the next day, I hopped inside to Pura Vida Divers, one of my favorite Florida dive shops, and interviewed one of their top instructors on diving or snorkeling the Blue Heron Bridge. And even though our bridge dive got rained out, I wanted to share the experience with my fellow experience seekers. So keep on listening as Julie Blair from Pura Vida Divers shares a daytime snorkel or dive experience of the Blue Heron Bridge, which is one of the best shore dives in the world. And it's in a place you wouldn't expect as many cars drive over this bridge daily in Riviera Beach, Florida and they don't understand what's below them. Hi, Julie. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. Thanks for joining me. Of course. So we, we are sitting here in, in Riviera Beach at actually Pura Vida Divers. I was just out with them last night for a black water drift dive. Um, highly recommend. However, today's show is about uh, experiencing the Blue Heron Bridge. Uh, so, so Julie, can you explain what the Blue Heron Bridge is and, and, um, and where it's located? Yes, yeah, so the Blue Heron Bridge is actually a big bridge that crosses from the West Palm Beach Riviera over to Singer Island, Florida, where the dive shop is located. Now, a lot of people drive over the bridge and have no idea. They just keep on going. But if you look down, there's beautiful blue Bahama-like water, and it's actually really shallow. So when people 
we tell them, you just go back over the Blue Heron Bridge, they just don't understand kind of what's down there. It just kind of just drive over it. So it's really a, like a hidden secret spot. And we're so blessed to have that as our transportation to get to the island. Right. So when you drive over the bridge, it's kind of hard to tell what's underneath. But when you experience it, it's a whole other world. As beautifully said. Now, we're actually talking today about diving the Blue Heron Bridge or snorkeling the Blue Heron Bridge. Um, but I would just love for you to share your experience of diving the Blue Heron Bridge. Okay, so basically you would need all of your scuba equipment. Um, and typically you'd wear more weight than you would on an offshore boat dive. Mm -hmm. Now because you wear more weight, it's because it's so shallow that you want to be able to stay down in mm -hmm. 20 feet of water because it's not fun snorkeling with scuba gear. Right. But when you are snorkeling, you have a great experience as well as diving. Now when you grab all your gear, you would need a regulator, BCD, scuba tank, weights, and you will definitely need a flag. The reason you need a flag is because there are boats around, there is a boat channel, and the flag just allows the lifeguards as well as those boats to know where you're located. Yeah. So when you go down, you basically have a free parking spot, you walk down the beach, there are picnic tables as well, you can set up your dive equipment, gather around with friends and meet other dive buddies, and then jump in the water definitely 30 minutes before the high tide. I would recommend getting to the bridge an hour before, maybe two hours before, just because the beachgoers, there's snorkelers, there's mm -hmm. other people that want to enjoy it as well. So get a good parking spot early, get your gear packed early, and then you'll have a great dive at the bridge. When you walk down to the bridge, it is underneath the bridge, so you walk under in, in the sand. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that your gear isn't touching the sand, because then sand, as well as salt, corrodes your gear. Right. Now, when you walk in, it's a beach dive. So you walk in right at your ankles. The water keeps on rising up as you keep going down. And it starts to get deeper, probably 10 feet into the dive. And then it gets to about 20 feet. Now, of course, you're not standing. So you would descend and you go down and you enjoy the blue water getting to the snorkel trail. And the snorkel trail is a bunch of rocks that actually the Boy Scouts made for our recreational use. And there are at least four to five wrecks down there, too. Personally, my dad's boat is down there as well. Wow. <laughs> so we have some recreational wrecks, and we have rocks, and a whole bunch of abundant of life. There's schools of Sergeant Major fish, jacks, everything. And you can experience that even ankle deep in the water. The wow. fish come right up to you. So it's like you're diving in an aquarium. I joke around and I say, welcome to our aquarium. We pay the fish $5 to be here. Yeah. But they are just around and it's a hit or miss to see more life. There are octopus there, seahorses, um, scorpion fish. You just never know until you go. So you go there and you experience it a whole different day. What's the favorite animal that, that you've seen down there below the bridge? I did a snorkel tour a couple weeks ago 
and I've seen my first manatee there. Wow. And I, we had no idea. I'm just keeping an eye on my snorkelers, and I look over, and the manatee is so curious to us. They're so gentle and friendly, and it actually came right up to our fins, and it put his whiskers right on our fins. And my snorkelers were kind of intimidated, but I kept telling them, calm, it's okay. They're just checking you out. They're just looking at you. And he basically sniffed our fins and kept on swimming away. So wow. and I totally enjoyed that. And oh. you never see that often. Right. So that was awesome to see that. Now, now seahorses, that you just don't see them no. in many places in the world. Mm-hmm. And you can find them below the bridge. Yeah, the bridge that you drive right over. <laughs> right. I mean, it's so incredible. It's so accessible. Mm-hmm. It's right there, and you just go under the bridge. Yep. Now, do you know where to look for the secret spots to find the frogfish? Yes. Yeah. They hide. They are smart. They've been there for a while, I mean, before we even started diving, so they know where to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them get very photogenic and they notice that you're taking pictures of them, I feel like, and they just start doing their dance, and they swim around. (laughs) Now, the seahorses there are pretty small. There are some juvenile ones that like to hide in the grass, Uh which is right where you walk in. So be very cautious of where you put your feet, Uh because you don't want to disrupt them or hurt them in any way. Yeah. Then as they get a little order, older, they have to have more of a bigger structure to hide than just the grass. Uh-huh. So on the wrecks that we go see down, there's engines there with the wreck, and there's sponges, and they look kind of just like a pink sponge. The seahorses will blend in so well, and you can barely notice. Wow. But if you're diving and you're in depth and you stay calm and quiet, they might come out and be noticeable. Mm-hmm. Now the frogfish too, they have those four legs and yeah. they just sit in the sand. They look like a rock. Right. So you might swim right over and it's just sitting there. <laughs> so you just have to go slow and cautious. They're the funkiest looking fish. <laughs> they are. They're, They're an so... ugly cute. <laughs> I know, I know. And 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 you guys also offer, you know, drift dives that you can go out and do during the day. Yes. You might see a frogfish or an octopus on their reef, right? but it's more likely to see them at the bridge. That's so amazing. It is so amazing. Well, let's get into a few logistics here on how to make this happen. First off, what type of certifications do you need to go dive the bridge? And then where is your dive shop if someone wanted to come and find you guys to set this up? Yeah, so actually there our dive shop is located, like I said, you drive over the bridge and it's on Singer Island. Mm-hmm. So that bridge connects us from the mainland to the island here. And so we're so very close. You could walk it, you could drive over to the bridge from our shop. Now you don't typically need an open water certification just to try it out. Our dive shop offers a Discover Scuba. Uh So people who are not even certified, they know how to swim, and they kind of want to get in more depth than just snorkeling. We offer that Discover Scuba, which has the price include everything you would need. Mass snorkel fins, BCD reg, the instructor, the tanks, the whole dive itself. And that doesn't certify them, but it gives them that full experience. Okay, so how much does that cost if they want to do the Discover scuba and go over to the bridge? 
Actually, the more people, the better. The cheaper it gets. Uh huh. Just one person, it's the two hundred dollars, but that includes everything. Uh huh. For two people, it's one seventy nine each. Uh huh. Still includes everything, and then for three people, it's a hundred and fifty dollars each. So the, you get your whole family down here. We get them all in scuba gear. You go experience the bridge in more of a depth atmosphere. Wow. Then if people who are certified, they just need your basic open water certification. Okay. They can come into our shop. They can rent any scuba gear. They uh -huh. can rent that dive flag that is necessary at the bridge, and they can enjoy the dive themselves. We typically, divers can do go down there for at least three hours. Wow. So you would definitely want to get there early if you're going to do that long of a dive. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Now, if... If you are certified and let's say you have all of your own gear, but you want to hire a, a dive guide yeah. to show you around Those and secret spots. Exactly. <laughs> How much does that cost? For one person, actually one to two people, because it's like a pair, a right. dive buddy, it's a hundred dollars. Okay. And right. they could split that 50-50. Okay. For two to three, uh, three to four people, sorry, it's $200. Mm -hmm. And that just goes up in price because there's just more people for my instructor or guide to look after, sure. as well as pointing things out. We also have a photography dive guide. So people who want to experience more with their cameras and have more uh, details and get information from the dive guide because they are photographers themselves. Uh -huh. They know which lenses to use. They will tell you tips and tricks of what to do, as well as be pointing out what you're taking photos of. Wow. There's such small things as those juvenile frogs, uh, seahorses, juvenile frogfish, nudibranch, which are the size of your pinky nail. Wow. People have to really know where to look uh -huh. and they have to have a good eye for that. So our photographers that personally love taking their own pictures down there would love to get you down there. As they hold their flag, they can show you where to point and they can have you take an awesome picture like they have. Wow. So what if uh, one of the high tides that happens during the day is in the evening? Can you go and do a night dive here? Yes, yeah, so we can pull a permit. So that permit allows you to stay there after sunset because the park typically closes sunrise to sunset. Mm -hmm. So we have a permit pulled since we are a shop. We can easily get that done for you. We could even have a guide go with you, or you can go with your friends and family. But there, that permit does need to be pulled. So if it's not a designated guide that we have, and it's just a, another day that you guys want to go, we would just get information from you. We'll go ahead and pull that permit, and then that way you can come into the shop, fill out a waiver since you're diving under our name, and mm -hmm. get a parking pass so nobody disrupts you. Huh. And they, you do have to be out of the park by 10 p.m. Okay. That is just standards, even with a permit. 10 o'clock is just too late. Right. So you could basically have a full night dive and then be out by 10. And you it's a different experience, too, from day to night. You get to see more of an octopus because they're nocturnal. Uh -huh. So all those nocturnal critters really come out at night. Fun. Oh, yeah. Absolutely fun. Mm -hmm. Now, what if high tide is like at 5 a.m.? Could you go really early? 
we would still pull that permit since uh -huh. it's if it's before sunrise. But the sunrise dive is typically my favorite because nobody's there. It's quiet. You get the first light and everything is kind of out for breakfast. <laughs> so yeah. you get everybody, uh, all the fish come out, all the critters kind of come out of their hiding spots from the nighttime. So all the nocturnal things go to sleep and all the morning people come out and you really get to experience it oh, by yourself. Absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love this. Um, so if you want to go do this dive, um, highly recommend talking to Pura Vida divers. Do people need to book this in advance at all or can they just come in same day? So if you just want to dive yourself, you want to come rent some gear, a flag, BCD, tanks, it is a first come first serve. Mm -hmm. So I would get here early, grab some gear, but if you'd like to have a guide, we definitely would need a call, um, maybe a week in advance. That way we can call our guides and see who's available. So we work around your guys' schedule. You just let us know when you're available, and we'll hopefully get a guide for you. Yeah. Now, can you do this dive year-round? Oh, yeah. Now, summertime, the water is warmer. It is shallow there, so it's 20 feet. So that sun definitely warms the water up. Uh-huh. It Right now, it's about 84 degrees, and this wow. is August. So... I actually have been diving there when it was cold, 60 degrees, but that's during the winter time. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of a hit or miss too. You could get super warm water in the winter time as well as that thermocline and that water will get colder. But we're Florida, we have summer all year round basically. Right, <laughs> right. And do you feel a lot of surge or, or current through there? during the low tide and I have that question a lot because they just don't understand the high to low tides. Uh -huh. So low tide it's the lowest part of the water. The water is very less and that brings a lot of current which okay. will build up the surge and so there will be a lot of particulates in the water column just because it is a beach dive. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of current, you have a lot of surge and it's just bad vis with the green water. But when as the high tide comes in that incoming tide, it's flushing all that green water out and it's bringing in that blue Bahama-like water. So then we get the warm, clear, great viz and it's deep enough because it's at high tide. Yeah. As soon as that high tide switches over, it's gonna start going outgoing tide, which will bring back the green water and bring back the low viz. So that's why we typically like to be there an hour before high tide uh -huh. and jump in 30 minutes before high tide, which will be that slack tide. And that's kind of just the transition mm -hmm. of it from going outgoing to incoming. Mm -hmm. So you definitely wanna make sure you know what time the tide is, because if you go there during the low tide, you're not gonna have this great experience that we're talking about. Yeah. The high tide, you'll have the best experience. Now, if someone wanted to view the tide schedule for the Blue Heron Bridge, uh, where would they go to, to find that? You can definitely go on our website, puravitadivers.com, and there will be a tab at the very top all about the Blue Heron Bridge. So you can find out more details, and at the bottom we'll have a tide chart for the rest of the year. So we do the tide charts for the whole year, just so that way the people can plan accordingly yeah and they can get down here in the time that they will um, we also have the moon phases because if it's a full moon the nocturnal things come out even more because it's bright um, we also have the different tides there's two tides actually a high tide typically in the morning high tide at the end um, it's a good six hours in between though 
Wow. Yeah. That is very cool. So you definitely want to have the tide tables. Yeah. Let us do the work for you. Let yeah. us find the tides and you just look it up. <laughs> now, which do you like leading better, snorkel tours or dive tours? I like them both because it's a total different experience. When you're diving, like I said, you're more in depth with everything. When yeah. you're snorkeling, though, you get that bird's eye view. You get to actually see the divers diving, you play in their bubbles, and then the fish actually come right up to you. The sergeant majors are the black and white fish, and they are so friendly. You put your hand out, and they swim in between your fingers, and they just play around with you, basically. When I was snorkeling, I seen that manatee. So when you're diving, you're kind of focused. When you're snorkeling, you're just aware of your surroundings. So I feel like if I was diving during that manatee experience, I would have probably missed it because it probably would have swam away or right. swam by me. But snorkeling, I was at the bird's eye view and I could see it coming from a distance and I got my snorkelers ready and it got curious. So it came right up to us, which was awesome. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, well, we will be including lots of uh, photos and more information on on experiences you should have podcasts. Um uh, now, one thing to note is I believe you've got to walk through some sand to get to the beach. Is yes, that right? because it's under the bridge. So there's a sand between the parking lot to the water. Mm -hmm. So if someone has limited mobility um, but may be a great swimmer, mm -hmm. you just have to know you've got to be able to get through that sand yes. um, however you do. Uh, we were just looking, there's like beach wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if they're available to rent here in West Palm. We'll have to do a little bit of research there. But as long as you can somehow get through that sand and get in the water, you could go have this incredible experience. For sure. And we have a lot of divers like that with us. We put them on our boat, and they actually are better divers than us. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, they are some badass divers. Yes. Now, when they go to the bridge, there are lifeguards there, and we have instructors that have been to the adaptive techniques course, so they uh -huh. know how to experience, they know what to do in situations like that. Okay. So we have those instructors available. If they're available at the time that you guys want to go, they just need everything to get you down there. Uh -huh. They need to make sure that you're safe and you're having fun as possible. Yeah. And what about children? Um, could children come snorkel this? Oh, yeah. They have to be at least eight years old. Uh -huh. We can even get them a skin diver certification. Oh, so wow. we can definitely get them information because we want the kids to know this isn't just all fun. It's serious as well. Uh -huh. It is very serious. You need to learn how to swim. You need to know how the currents are at. So that way, if they go by themselves, they know what to do. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, this has been some great information. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other just um, tips or other things that people should know to there go experience are, this? There are two sides of the bridge. So there's an east side and the west side. Uh -huh. Now, I would say the east side is very easy. Now, the west side is more advanced because the west side, there's a lot more sand. So uh -huh. you have to be very good with your navigation to understand where to go. Yeah. Snorkeling, it's very easy. You can just look up. Right. from the surface and know where you're at but it's very easy to lurk up too when you're diving because it's only 20 feet max so if you're feeling like you're not in the right spot or you're just unsure surface and you get to see where you're at mm -hmm. um, there has been some incidents at the bridge so we really want to encourage people to know everything about the bridge before they just jump in and go mm -hmm. so give us a call 
call FWC, Florida Wife Conservation, talk with the lifeguards down the bridge, and make sure you for sure know what's going to happen. All right. Hey, and then side note, I heard that this dive was voted one of the best shore dives in the world. Yeah. So we're so lucky. People think Florida, oh, let's go down to the Keys. This is like a secret hidden spot. They drive right over it, don't even know. We actually get pipe horses here. And it's a seahorse pipe fish that are only found in the Philippines. But look, we've got them here. Huh. Right? Wow. That is absolutely incredible. Yep. Well, this is a dive you can do year round. Mm -hmm. You've got a dive shop just right over the bridge, and you can make this experience a reality because you know what? High tide happens every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's hotels all over this island. There's beautiful beaches, so it's a waiting vacation for your family. All right. Riviera Beach, Florida, people. Check it out. Well, thank you so much for, for coming you. on the show today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to Experiences You Should Have. Now, if your interest was piqued about blackwater diving that I spoke about at the beginning of the episode, then check out the blackwater diving episode with Jeff Millison that we recorded last year. Uh, now, that blackwater diving was really about the blackwater diving in Kona, which is different from blackwater diving in West Palm because off of Kona, you are tethered to the boat. You will always come back up with the boat. Whereas in West Palm, I sure hope you will come back to the boat, but you're not tethered to the boat. You're freely drift diving in the middle of the night for 90 minutes. So it so it is a different experience, and we will be doing an episode on blackwater drift diving in West Palm in the future. So stay tuned. Also, if you loved this episode, please share with your family and friends. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, please subscribe where you listen to podcasts. And Dorian missed this part of Florida. So you can go check out Riviera Beach and go dive Blue Heron Bridge. And if you do, um, go check out Pura Vita Divers. Just Google them. You will find them. I highly, highly recommend this dive shop. I used to live in Florida. I used to dive with them. Um, and then I just dove with them a few weeks ago. Truly an impressive team and boat. I couldn't recommend them more. Thanks for listening and go out and find a new adventure. <laughs>